0: Welcome to the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. I'm Lori Rivers with you, here to help you with some inspiration to get those aspirations out in the world. Well, folks, put your matches away because the big old Aries full moon is happening on September 29th and it is uncontained. (laughs) Woo! We'll be talking about that on episode 41. Part A of the podcast. That's right. This is part A. We got Part B, which is a patron exclusive for my Patreon, the patreon.com forward slash awake space. You guys will find out how to surf the very wild cosmic tide house by house. You can look forward to that this Monday afternoon when it drops through the Patreon. So What else is happening? Well, we've got a crazy week ahead. The energy is going to continue to build as we move towards that full moon and the pressure is going to be hot. We could see a lot of things go on with this big old full moon. And one of those could be a government shutdown. And the fracturing of of the tentative alliance that Kevin McCarthy has has. Um, obviously, it's crumbling, but he could be ousted as a leader because there is an alliance dissolved in that full moon. I talked a little bit about that on TikTok. Uh, in this episode, I'll run you through what I think is going to be seen in the headlines as per the September monthly mundane forecast. Yeah, that's where I say this is what I think is going to be up in the headlines. And then we're talking to Casey felton Louie natal astrologer she's back we're talking about the tentative agreement for the wga strike and you know what we had to re-record the first part of the podcast because i was very organized very and had the podcast all in the can all recorded on saturday and 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 i was a bad astrologer because i've been busy and i wasn't I wasn't as studious of the charts as I should have been. And when I looked at it this morning, I I told Casey, I said, how much you want to bet? I'm going to have to re-record our podcast. And she's like, what? No, I don't know. We haven't heard anything from the union yet. I'm like, I don't know. I think you're going to get an agreement. Why? You'll find out in the segment where Casey, where Casey and I are talking about it, uh, I'll be giving a little shout out and a little little segment um, because it's an interesting week, and and we might want to um, we might want to have some creative ways of dealing with the energy, and then we have our patron shout outs and Casey's with me through the rest of that part of the episode. So I think you guys will enjoy that. We recorded that on Saturday where we did patron shout outs, talked a little bit about the Saturn book because Casey edited that for me as always. She's amazing. And then, um, we do astrology Q and a at the end of the episode. Thank you. Patrons. I'll answer some questions in part B. Part B, the patron only episode of episode 41. I've got to find a way to do this so it's not like 41A, 41B, number one dog. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you might feel a little saucy and sassy with the full moon and Aries coming up, or you might just end up feeling like the Hulk. We'll find out uh, and, and when we go through the, the lunations of the week, which is up next I don't know about you but I can't wait till Pluto is in freaking Aquarius and Mars gets the hell out of Libra that's going to happen faster Mars moves out of Libra in October Um, I, I look forward to that keeping my schedule has been like near on impossible. So uh, <laughs> don't worry, patrons, you're getting your horoscopes. I promise. Um, it's just been wild. Uh, so much, so much, so much. We had a great coffee with Lori on Sunday though. It was really nice. Uh, let's see, let me pull up our headlines. I just had that file open. Where did you go file? It's so annoying when you have 500 tabs. Couldn't that be like a sun? I've got 500 tabs open. All right. We start the week off with the moon in Aquarius. All right. And it's going to stay there till the 26th. Let me grab this so I can read it. What do I expect? I think we can see a big windstorm brewing, you know, storms of all kinds, gathering speed, especially um, like in the like this it's 104 a.m. Pacific you know this is probably about the time we're going to see some of that wind kick up but even more so when the moon is in a trine with mars we could see some real big stuff coming real big blowers and things that are very unpredictable like tornadoes microbursts um water spouts possibility uh tropical storms tropical depressions hurricane-like winds winter storms it's in quotation marks i know you can't see me um issues with internet or cell towers and networks issues with computer chips or semiconductors this is what i think we'll see in the headlines uh we could see some seismic activity between 5.5 to 7.0 i have not looked at directions this is global anywhere with an active seismic zone Uh, Intense wind and dust, sandstorms, lightning and hail. Stock market and other markets will be extremely volatile. And and that makes sense. Uh, I wrote this at the beginning of the month, but we've got the government shutdown looming. So that all makes sense. Now, electrical failures or equipment failures that deal with electricity. Or it could be plants that create things like solar panels, electric cars, etc. That could all be up up on deck um, let's see air accidents and that could be anything in the air it could be a drone a missile or air transportation of any kind we could also see issues with labor relations technical delays and equipment failures or all of it and that would be later in this lunation um, probably by like eleven twenty a.m pacific tomorrow that's like two twenty p.m Um, we'll start seeing things get a little wonky. We could see issues with air traffic control. We could see high speed rail problems, missiles, rockets, and drones misfire or accidentally strike sensitive targets. Again, this is global power plant and chemical plant issues and accidents issues with labor intensify. All right. Now I said there was no resolution just yet but it's a tentative agreement so we'll split the difference I was half right not the other Um, it's funny when I looked at it earlier in the month um, I was seeing something I missed until this morning gets us all all right september 26th through the 28th we have the moon in pisces and we could see severe rainstorms uh issues with dams levees flooding severe weather this is global it could be in any direction i haven't been able to just look at the directions right yet (laughs) because you have no idea what this my to-do list has me overwhelmed right now mars can move right on to scorpio i would appreciate it um having a natal Mars in Libra is a good thing. I'm not trashing anybody. Alright, uh, we've got people charged with espionage or exposed. We could see entertainment studios exposed. Uh, political rhetoric and propaganda discussed is spo- exposed or proposed uh propelled so we're going to see a lot basically uh religious beliefs denounced or disgust or scandal of a religious figure this could be a scientology scandal furthermore pharmaceutical breakthroughs and or breakthroughs in treatment uh healthcare companies sued or goes bankrupt hospitals close healthcare crisis uh poisoning poison darts bad drugs least drug cartels could be up um Water rights cause conflict, shipping, boating accidents, toxic waste, poison, water supply issues, mass marine animal fish die off or stranding. These are all potentials. They could be happy things too, like mommy and baby whale reunited. I, that would be a nicer way to look at it, huh? Uh, naval skirmishes would be something else. It could just be, you know, saber rattling. Oh, and then it's actually, uh, yeah, it it is the 28th, really late on the 28th, really late at night, um, almost the early hours of the morning on the East Coast. The moon moves into Aries on the late 28th because it's at six degrees at uh, 220 something a.m. Pacific for the full moon. That's five, it's like 529 Eastern, so 229 Pacific. Um, So late on the 28th, we have the moon move into Aries and it's going to be kicking off. It gets hot, hot, hot. Like I've been saying, put away your matches, put away your incendiary devices, just put everything away, folks, because it's we, it's not going to need much to spark a fire. Uh, we've got an increase in accidents on freeways, bridges, um, etc. due to high speed, natural disaster of significance, potentially 928 through 929. This could be anywhere in the world. Um, and it could be due to weather, volcanic action, or a potential seismic activity. Border conflicts escalate big accidents and travel delays. If you're driving on the 29th during the full moon, be very, very careful in the morning, even though the full moon kicks off at like East coast 529. That's like some people are just getting on the road then or on the train. Um, Take it easy. People are going to be really cranky. We could see some big public violence or riots or looting. And this is global. That we could see a mass shooting in the United States. Um, We could even see a bomb, you know, especially on the the 29th. Um, There could be globally explosions, bombs, and acts of terrorism. Seismic activity all over, all over the world. 5.5 likely we can see Alaska, Southeast Asia, Central and South, South America, and Central Asia and the Caribbean are the hot spots for me, but I would maybe add, um, Greenland or Iceland, <clears throat> probably Iceland, sorry, um, would add that. So we could see attempted coups, insurrections, and political violence, arson, or wildfires could move out of control. We could see extreme violence, weather, political upheaval, or all of it on September 29th with this full moon. We could see attempted coups, insurrection, and political violence globally. Um, Infrastructure damage, uh, collapsed buildings, bridges, freeways, and that would be September 3rd. 30th september 30th that would be as the moon was beginning to square off um (laughs) with pluto that's that's gonna be intense because the minute that moon hits the north node it's of historic significance and it is square pluto so that's probably no we might have an 11th hour save on on keeping the government open. Um, there's a lot of rhetoric in the news happening right now saying that big companies are preparing for a shutdown. If I were you, I would make sure I went to the grocery store, um, do your best, do your cell shopping. uh, If if the government shutdown is going to impact you economically, um, kind of be mentally prepared for that to be a potential. So if you can get the things you need to get ahead of that, I know it's the end of the month. Um, do your best. I, I, Again, I see that there's some kind of backdoor deal as a potential. I certainly see Kevin McCarthy under strain and stress. He is in a of return year. Um, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. It's just going to be interesting because the GOP is in such disarray um, that it's really not helping anything in this country. So um, we shall see what happens. I, I warned you guys back in 2021 that uh, 2022 and twenty early 2023, we would see the eighth Saturn return of the United States. And that would be all about a constitutional crisis when I read that return chart. And that's pretty much what we're in. So it's interesting times, my friends. Alrighty. With that happy news. Um, remember my order. If you're going through the stars. that's right. I want a Trenta vanilla sweet cream cold brew because that makes my day. Um I'm also going to do the littles here in a second. I'm loving the feedback from the grown-ups that the grown-ups are liking the little segment, and that's good. I hope it's encouraging to everybody because I don't think we change that much from childhood. You know, we get experience, you know, we have perspective that we don't have. Uh, we have other ways of interpreting the world. But I don't buy it for a second that we have to lose our innocence regardless of anything. You know? They they people used to tell me, You lost your innocence when all that stuff happened to you. And I was like, You know, I really didn't. Not really. I mean, I believed them for a while and I got jaded. I got pretty jaded. And then one day I just I was listening, um I was listening to Sarah I think it was Sarah McLaughlin. And she was just belting out we are born innocent. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. Why do I have to let what happened to me make me jaded? Doesn't that make them win? Isn't that as good as, you know, being hurt, you know, and and debilitated and proving they were stronger or whatever? No, I'm not going to do that. So I started becoming more playful, more childlike, getting that part of me that honestly, I, I didn't play a whole lot as a kid. I read a lot of books. Um, I lived adventures in my head, but I let myself start living adventures and that was really cool. And then I realized innocence was never anything for anyone to take. I had just tucked it away for safekeeping. And so have you. So enjoy next segment up. Is for the littles. All right. As promised, on round two of interviewing Casey Felton Louis, because uh, <laughs> there was a strike agreement, uh, or not a strike <laughs> agreement, a contract. Um, it's late and we're re recording. Hi, Casey. Hi. <laughs> it's good to have Again.
1: you back I'm, I'm happy <laughs> Again. to be back this is a good reason to come back
0: right right and you know I said it this morning I was like I knew I was going to have to re- record because you know what I forgot to look at the moon, the moon? into Aquarius mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know what's
1: funny is that as soon as you said that I was like she's the one who taught us how important it is to look at the moon and she is so right <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm and I missed it. I was just looking at that moon conjunct Pluto mm-hmm. and I wasn't thinking about the sun in Libra now Hmm. and until yeah. this morning and I looked at the chart and I went oh that's yeah I bet they come out with at, at least a tentative agreement which it appears they did yeah which I learned from you because you are a union member. So let's talk about who we need to listen to when it comes to the four one one.
1: Yeah, I actually had just posted a video on TikTok today about the importance of just getting your information right from the source, especially in a media landscape where there are the, all of these companies that own all these subsidiaries, and especially in media. The companies that control things are so few now that Mm -hmm. there are connections between the studios that we're negotiating with and the media that is, you know, most of us are consuming in the mainstream. So we have to be really careful where we get our information from. So my advice for our strike or any strike is always to always, always, always refer directly to the unions because... All of those media outlets are tools that can be used n- when necessary. They're used all the time, and I think it's media literacy is so important as mm-hmm. we go forward. It's it's so important now, but especially as we go forward, I feel like you know we're dealing with a lot of change. hmm
0: mm-hmm. And hopefully, you're going to be dealing with some good change. Yeah. What are yeah. you? What are you most hopeful for?
1: You know, I've been on strike for a while now, since May. So I'm looking forward to getting back to work and doing the thing that I love doing. I love being in a writer's room. I love collaborating with other writers. I love the process of, you know, the inception of an idea to actually seeing it on TV. Uh, It's a pretty cool thing to do. And mm-hmm. uh, I really, like, I really just, I want to, I want the option to get back to it, right? Like the option to go mm-hmm. back to work. Um, but I, yeah, I'm so thankful that the strike, you know, has happened and been so successful. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what the terms of the deal are. According to mm-hmm. our union, they said that they made significant gains. We, we don't have those deal points yet. So that's really important mm-hmm. to know is that we don't have those deal points. So it's mm-hmm. a tentative agreement. Right now, they're going to need to hammer out all of the contractual language, and that can be a whole back and forth. I don't know off the top of my head like how long something like that might take, but after that process, we uh, are going to have to vote on it as a union before it's approved. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's pretty significant. They are not asking us to picket. This week, uh, unless we're going in support of SAG. SAG is still very much on strike. The actors are still very Mm -hmm. much on strike. They have their own negotiation process that has to happen successfully, and we are going to be there to support them for sure. So Mm -hmm. there's that. But, you know, there's a moment here where there seems to be some impending resolution. So... You know, I'm just allowing myself to enjoy that and you know be open to the possibility that it it may actually <laughs> be over. So
0: right, right. I wonder if you won't see <clears throat> maybe things more outlined by the full moon on Thursday.
1: Because I think everybody I think, is eager to get it, yeah, yeah. resolved as quickly as possible
0: mm-hmm, for sure. so.
1: Yeah. You um, know, they did negotiate through the weekend, which, you know, I think gave everybody the idea that, yes, it's serious. So, you know, hopefully it mm-hmm. continues to be a smooth ending to uh, months-long, very frustrating back and forth.
0: <laughs> right. I bet you've been on that picket line from the beginning and consistently st- so, except for when I stole you away and <laughs> took you on a road trip. Um, yeah. <laughs> so let's say the strike ends and there's a contract in place or at least an agreement contract people can get hired go back to writing rooms and you get a spot in a writing room um how do you think you're gonna bring astrology back into the mix that's a great question yeah Mm -hmm. no
1: that's a great question you know um well, I mean, one thing that I'm kind of actually bummed about is that I'm probably not going to have as much time to read charts as I do now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I will I will have to adjust to that, to having more limited availability because being in a writer's room is very demanding at times, mm-hmm. depending on the schedule. And uh, af- right after a strike could be a very busy time for a lot of rooms because the demand is going to be, you know, there's time has been, has been missed here in the industry. And so I'm, I'm assuming Mm -hmm. that there's going to be a push to create
0: media quickly. Get all hands. Yeah. So, yeah. uh,
1: Yeah. So I, you know, I'm going to have to change my schedule. It's going to be different. I still want to continue reading because I really love that. I learned so mm -hmm. much from it and I get such joy out of meeting clients that are looking to understand themselves better and, you know, make more sense of their lives and take more ownership of their lives. Mm -hmm. I, to be a part of that is to me like such an honor. And I really am grateful that people trust me with that because I take, I take this very seriously and I take it, you know, as a, I guess like a vocation. I've never really had something like that so Mm -hmm. um it is really meaningful to me to work with people in that way um so i think you know i'll continue to do that um i i haven't been in a room as at the same time as being astrologer so it'll be interesting to like introduce myself i'm that you know we'll see we'll see how how soon it comes up and it's going to depend on a lot of different circumstances so that might be interesting but
0: as you're like asking one of the writers, so when was the character born? What's their birthday? What's the backstory? Do you know what time they were born? Yeah. I'm like, what?
1: I'll be bringing up birthdays very early on
0: <laughs>
1: in the process. I like just, I'm just like really into birthdays. Um, right. Like, really specific though. Like, really, like, what time? Yeah, I don't know. Um but I mean, you know, it's, it's just such a part of my day to day life. I'm, you know, depending on what project I'm working on, maybe it's something that can be incorporated in in some type of way, but you know, I'll, you know, I'll see
0: what, where I land. Right. I hope you land on a metaphysical drama and you actually <laughs> write good metaphysical stuff into a show instead of the crap we usually see as as an energy worker and and astrologer I, i've been very disappointed by many shows yeah. and then thrilled by others like doctor who has some yeah. real strong stuff in there that's cool not necessarily the galactic issues but a lot of the principles are very solid yeah I I am.
1: yeah i would love to find ways to incorporate it i my very first script that i ever wrote for television was uh, just like a a spec pilot. It's not something that has actually been made, but that's pretty Mm -hmm. much how you get work in this industry is at some point like you're going to have to write some original material and people read it. And then, you know, they hire you or they don't. And the first thing that got me hired was a script about a assistant pastor who has basically metaphysical experiences, experiences Mm -hmm. that he can't explain in the wake of his, senior pastor going missing and he's kind of trying to figure out what has happened to him and also assuming power over this you know evangelical church that he suddenly you know it's like being the vice president right it's like suddenly you're called right. up to do something i was like wait a minute i've been you know mm-hmm. oftentimes they've just been in the background and like that's not their mm-hmm. job and so it's that kind of a kind of a story but everything that happens it is a I would say it's kind of like grounded science fiction, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wrote this many years before I had any involvement or knowledge or education in anything metaphysical, really. So,
0: yeah, but you psychic I, AF with that Mars and Gemini <laughs> and the 12th house girl.
1: Either yeah. That or
0: you're a secret serial killer. It's one or the other. or Maybe both. <laughs> I
1: like, want to announce that on the podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Can neither be confirmed nor denied. Um, yeah. So that's cool. I'm excited for you. Um, so you guys can book with Casey and we, we talk about that at the end as well, because you're getting two separate recordings. Cause the first part <laughs> of this was making fun of the studios. so <laughs> Cut that out because there's been a tentative agreement. That's what I get for being organized. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to have to edit. I was going to do this in one shot. But, oh well. Best laid plans. This is what happens when you have a Pisces North Node. You don't get to plan. And it drives you crazy. All of you with Virgo South Nodes, you know what I'm talking about, right? Right. Uh, so, um... People can still book with you, though? Or are you Are you going to...
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I'm still going to be available. This is not going to be resolved immediately. So I'm still Mm -hmm. very much reading and will continue to be reading. So, you know, it'll happen when it happens. My calendar, I'm going to keep my calendar up to date. So it's, you know, whenever you're Mm -hmm. hearing this, go to the calendar, it'll be all good. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I will adjust as necessary and we'll go from there. We'll make it work.
0: And you, you can check out Casey's readings and the calendar by clicking on the link in the podcast description, as can you look up Jen or Mackenzie or mine. Yeah, You got to use the drop down menu, though, guys. It's not all the readings are all on one page. All the natal readings are on one page, and that's what Casey, Casey and the gang I always have to say that. Um, <laughs> Casey and Mackenzie and Jen, that's what they do. So make sure you get booked for spooky season
1: yeah oh my god yeah it's gonna
0: be fun right it is
1: gonna be fun this is my yeah. yeah this is this is gonna be good
0: this is like you were reading on your own didn't didn't you kick into solo readings like this time last year
1: I believe so I believe so but I do too now it's it's uh you know i I've Amazed at like how much has happened in the past year, really. So that's spooky in and of itself. It's like I feel like I've right. been different. Yeah. It's I've I've shifted course so much that it's it's kinda cool.
0: Right. You studied mediumship and tarot and continued yeah. your astrology readings. Who'd have thunk it?
1: not me. I can tell you that I I'm just happy to be here and enjoy my life. So I'm, I'm all I'm here for the ride. Like I've realized because I continuously find myself in situations where things are happening that I'm like, this is really cool, but I didn't plan for this at all.
0: You know, Mm Mm-hmm. she has a cat moon. So uh... (laughs) that's the problem. The mayhem, the The mayhem. mayhem. Um,
1: Yeah, oh my gosh. The contrast what of energy transits, in my chart.
0: What, tra- <laughs> what transits do you think are um really active for you this year that that are kind of funking around with the with the um, stability or the status quo? Uh,
1: my my stability, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I mean, I think uh, well, I mean, Neptune has been in my ninth house for quite a while, so mm-hmm. I feel like this continuing of dissolving of the belief systems for sure is is happening.
0: <laughs> right. The oh, rending God. of a veil. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and then Pluto doing its thing with my Venus.
0: You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I I feel that Mm. yeah those Pluto
1: transits yeah yeah it's interesting because I feel like I'm yeah it feels like I'm restructuring my foundation like I've been on this kind of continuous process of kind of re-establishing what my relationship is with myself like how I value myself how I assess value in my life Mm-hmm. Um, big time because we're so trained to devalue things that aren't like exactly what we had planned or what we should have, mm-hmm. right and that's very like in line with that Capricorn energy, how it can be sometimes it can be very rigid, it can be very like this is what i this is what I want. this is what I expect. this is what I'm comfortable with this is what I deserve. And mm-hmm. sometimes you know we can get things in in roundabout ways so. You know, it's about, like, giving space for, you know, the journey to be what it is or whatever.
0: <laughs> right. Easier said than done sometimes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But you've really
0: come through this time pretty strong. I mean, it's not like you haven't had, you know, your ups and downs through the last year. Um, but especially <laughs> the May to September. Um, yeah. You know, that's a lot. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've had i I've had a lot happen this year. It's been a mm-hmm. it's been an interesting year. Yeah, but I have a very different relationship with myself than I did a year ago, for sure. Mm.
0: Oh hell yeah! It's been a joy <laughs> to witness. You, you've really, really <laughs> settled you. into your own skin in a really powerful way. Thank so, you.
1: Yeah, yeah. I you know, yeah. it, part of it was I realized I had this real, realization through astrology. You're weird, you've always been weird, everyone knows you're weird. You might as well just be yourself because nobody's like, yeah. hey, she's super normal. Very regular. Right. You know, it's like, why am I trying to adjust when nobody's buying it? You <laughs> know?
0: I resonate. I resonate. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. And it's just that whole what is normal anyway? It doesn't really exist. And no. Their, that's their another. Quo, yeah,
1: that's another one of my joys to because I think people often come to readings and you know if they I, I've given so many people their first readings by the way which is always mm-hmm. an honor. Uh I always Dude. thank people extra for that because I'm like you have never done this before you 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 don't know, you know, and it's just you're in a vulnerable situation, so new. So I always appreciate that. But I don't remember what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> the ADHD brain, ADHD brain in action, right? Is in, it's like squirrel. It. it is really like squirrel.
0: That's unfortunate. No, <laughs> no I, I get it. Yeah, more than you know. Um, as I'm like, I don't know all the things I have to do. That's just a lot. And then I look at my that list. I'm like, lot. okay, just do one of them. Yeah, but. um but yeah, so you have been—you uh, do do a lot of first-time readings, and it is an honor. Yeah, it is. Um, I think um, you're lucky, ducky, to have uh, Mars moving through Libra right now, and it's getting close to coming to your Venus, and then Venus in in Leo in your second house is kind of nice too.
1: It is. is great. It's been. It's been great. I. Good timing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm I I have kind of I set the tone to I was like end of this year is going to be really good for me. That's what I've been saying all year. Like mm. the end of this year is going to be really good for me, and I've just been you know appreciating that. But I do think a lot of people when they come for their first astrology reading are waiting to hear what's wrong with them,
0: and oh I love God, telling yes. people
1: that everybody is that there's nothing wrong with them and that they're they're very different. They're themselves, but. They're not free, you know. Standing out to me as a human being in a freakish way, you know. It's just like,
0: right?
1: You know, I like that part is really nice. Like to assure people nice. that, yeah, maybe you feel weird and out of place, but you are no, you know, less <laughs> human and and less. There's so many of us who feel like that and are that, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. everybody's kind of there's, weird. There's actually,
0: a few. Everybody is weird, and the normies exactly. are the weirdest. Oh, but well, yeah. Um, Mr. Rogers said it, you know, I like you just the way you are, how you are is just perfectly you. And we're so taught to the contrary, you know? And so it is a privilege to show people what makes them special in and of themselves. And, and we can show the challenges and we can show all of that. We're not, we're not denying yeah. that. Oh yeah. Um, but it, that's why I'm about to roast Russell Brand's chart tomorrow, mm-hmm. Monday. And, um, it, the, the reason I don't roast very often is because people always think I'm talking about their placements even when I say hey yeah. I'm not talking about your chart so I'm going to be yeah. very specific because he's got the moon Mars and Jupiter in Aries hmm. so you know every First Aries full moon, moon is gonna be like, yeah right oh and it's going <laughs> to smack him in the full moon that's why I'm <laughs> roasting him, because he's about to have his moon ha- he's getting moaned oh (laughs) but um, but so often people come to us afraid because of the popular astrology out there where they've dragged signs with no caveat Mm -hmm. and that's why guys I'm serious I'm not being nice when I say I'm talking about that person and how their chart expresses you could have that you could have been born just the same day as him have similar placements and not be like him you might there might be some things you you might have a really quick mind you might really love language you might have some things in common but you know if if you're worried about the moon mars and jupiter conjunction in my ripping it i gave birth to one it is intense energy but it doesn't mean you have to be intolerable or insufferable (laughs) so some people were raised
1: yeah. Not even two ways. people with identical charts that can manifest completely differently. So it's so important when you're mm-hmm. speaking about it. Even that even if we're pointing to something in the chart, you have to understand it's a synthesis of a lot of different information. It's never just, yeah. you know, oh, you have the same moon sign. You know, like that's
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, and a real astrologer is not just looking at one thing.
0: <sighs> never. <laughs> Pshaw. <laughs> that's hogwash and poppycock.
1: Even if it looks like that, that's not what's happening.
0: (laughs) No. Yeah. Even when I'm pointing to something and talking, there's like 16 other things that are being synthesized into the statement. It's just, you only have so much time to talk. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I think, and and I hope people realize
0: that. Yes. Even in a reading, we are limited. Even in a reading. Yeah. You know, you've got an hour. So we're going to tell you about you. We're not necessarily going to give you an astrology lesson. Exactly. And you don't need to understand the astrology. That's our job. So yeah, that's really we have astrology classes. Yeah. We're just
1: we doing the translations. Mm-hmm. And I think more people, yeah. I think that that's a good way to communicate it to people that aren't very experienced with, mm-hmm. you know, the actual kind of math of it all. Mm-hmm. Understand it as a translation. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, it is a translation. And, um, And to those who know enough to be dangerous, it doesn't help you to be thinking through the astrology because you're not getting the most out of the interpretation. That's why we call it chart interpretation. Interpreting and translating the language. So sit back and enjoy it, guys. Sheesh. Mm -hmm. Treat it like a petty. I love it when an astrologer is reading my chart. Oh, yeah. I just sit back and I let them do it. I might be analyzing them. Because I can't shut off my brain, but it doesn't mean I'm judging them. I'm like, oh, they're looking at it that way. Okay, that's a cool way to see it. Because you can't see everything in your chart. I ask people for advice.
1: Oh yeah, it's hard to see stuff in your own chart. Mm-hmm.
0: You're too biased. You're too biased. Yeah. Um. It's like being a doctor or a lawyer. You know, you shouldn't practice on your own behalf you don't have the yeah detachment exactly. So, but anywho well it's always good to have you on I'm so glad you're here and I'm so happy that there is a potential resolution you'll have to find another way to you know keep up the cardio
1: I know right back to the mm-hmm. hot girl walks alone right <laughs> solo <laughs> my solo career
0: but, Yeah. And and hopefully hopefully we'll hear soon but I'm wondering if you won't get a, at least something in writing around the the full moon. It seems I'll take it. with with yeah, it seems with the mercury action in there that it's it's a potential. So yeah, that would crossed. be awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you and I are going to do patron shout-outs and astrology Q&A together next. Um All right. <laughs> It's almost like deja vu. Uh, <laughs> guys, by the way, we recorded that um, yesterday. <laughs> so uh, this is just the recap so Casey could talk about cool stuff about herself. And in- we'll have you back. So Always a, pl- a pleasure. Alrighty. Take care. Mm-hmm. I hope he hears this though. He probably won't, but I would love Bill Mark to know that I think he's an untalented hack. <laughs> but uh there we go. I'm just fi- I'm just sassy today, Casey. <laughs> <It's> Libra season. <laughs> it's Libra season. My Jupiter Uranus conjunction at 0 degrees is activated. Mm-hmm.
1: You are lit up. Right? <laughs>
0: Libra spirit, activate activate, (laughs) you think Libra is calm (laughs) have you ever seen if you piss off somebody with a Libra Mars, Libra moon, Libra well Venus in some ways but um, Mars and the moon they go unhinged ask me how I know I am (laughs) that person Um, not as much anymore, I've mellowed with age but yeah I've mellowed (laughs) And people are like, oh no, oh, that's mellow. So let's talk a little bit. Um Actually, let, let's do some patron shout outs. I know we're not getting all the cool jazzy music with this one, um, but I just kind of wanted to record it all in one shot so I didn't have to do editing because I am working on the call of Gaia's website because it would cost me like 30 grand to have this built for me. Kid you not. It's cool though. And if you don't know what the Call of Gaia is, it's my esoteric astrology learning tool and beautiful deck of cards with a board, like a board game, where you learn about the different energetical parts of self and your role here on planet Earth because we need new stories. Almost every origin story that human beings have, not all, but most, especially coming out of the Bronze Age um, era from Chaldea, and that spread into Asia as well as the West. Um, it comes to the fall of man, that being here is a punishment, and you, you get to have a better life somewhere else. It's all control. It's all control. And so, understanding the privilege of being in the physical, um, even if you've had a hard time knowing that life isn't perfect. And I would have told me to F off when I was a younger person with that point of view. Cause I did not feel fortunate being here. I'm sure there's a lot of people who resonate with that, but imagine if you could change your perspective, how much better life could be. And I'm not talking about toxic positivity. So the call of Gaia actually helps you create a really fabulous narrative about yourself and your life experience from a perspective of not Positive and negative, evolved and unevolved, but experience. Whether we consider those negative or positive, it's still experience. And that's that's the blessing of this this ride that we get for an undetermined amount of time. Gorgeous artwork by the artist Karen Duvall. Absolutely stunning. We've got the cards ordered. We got the boards already. This has been a journey, Casey. This is we couldn't yeah. get them printed in the same place. I've had to order things from one spot and from another. I have to have... Oh, that's the other thing I got to do today. I got to upload the freaking artwork for the mailer boxes. But that means the first 100 decks as a limited edition will get little personalized notes. Some oh. Libra Moon. I love that. Maybe a little spritz of like fragrance or something. I don't <laughs> know. I haven't decided yet, but... I figure if I have to pack the boxes, there's going to be cute things.
1: Yeah,
0: right. So it's been it's been a journey. <laughs> As they send me a customs form, I'm like, do I need to fill that out? Do I have to be customs duty? No, it's printed material, so I don't. But um, <laughs> I had no idea. I'm, I, this is such a wild experience. Yeah. All right, let me let me let me say hi to our newest patrons. Whoops dropping my reading... Oh, I probably need this reading glasses. Here we go. See, where... And people it. see, that's why people script. And I'm like, I don't know. I have a Sag Mars. We're just going to be mayhem on my show. Casey, however, I use her services as an editor. She just edited um, the Saturn Cycle book Beyond the Saturn Return that I did for the workshop I taught... We'll have that up for purchase on Patreon. Kesey, talk talk about that book while I look for the new patrons.
1: Well, I mean, I was really impressed editing it. I was in another class at the same time that the Saturn class was happening, so I didn't get to stay for all Mm -hmm. of it. And the Saturn cycle is so interesting. And I think because Saturn is so misunderstood and villainized by people that maybe don't know enough about astrology, it's very, in pop astrology, I see a lot of Saturn slander. And so the book is, it's about, what, 28 pages? And they're, like, full of information. I think it's, like, such a great resource for really understanding what the Saturn cycle is and the themes surrounding it. And it really demystifies it. Really, it's not scary. It's more about preparation, diligence, planning. Aging, time, you know, they are mm-hmm. all these things that, um, you know, are just like everything else, a part of life. And so mm-hmm. I felt like it was, it's such a good resource. I was really impressed with like how much you got into 28 pages. Cause that sounds like not very much, but it was, I, it was just like, your, your writing is so economical that you can get so mm-hmm. much in, in, in a very accessible, very understandable way. And I feel like that workbook is really dead on for that
0: i have capricorn on my third (laughs) house
1: i feel you and And so my virgo third house is like Mm -hmm. yes yes Mm -hmm. i love Mm -hmm. not having my time wasted you know
0: by just saying it
1: plainly and clearly
0: yeah Yeah. it's good there's a reason for that um Mm -hmm. besides the capricorn um when i was studying astrology and I did have mentors, but when I would get the books and I'd be waiting for that nugget and it was like reading an anthem, um, if you've ever studied anthropology or taken an, even in a class, the professors are very long winded and so are their books 90% of the time. And people were so self-referential or the older astrologers, if I saw one more article about Marilyn freaking Monroe, because they had the hots for her when they were like thirteen <laughs> or whatever, you know, it was just I would read these books and it was ponderous. It was full of information that honestly was not relevant. Like their opinion about this person was not relevant mm-hmm. to the study, and if I didn't love the study. If I hadn't been absolutely, you know, one, I was on a healing journey and astrology was the only thing making sense out of any of it. And if I wasn't dedicated and desperate, and I mean, there was a massive amount of desperation in my learning process because I was holding on the life on threads when I was younger. It was, I had suffered so much trauma, so much. And it was so extreme. Like when I tell you I made psychologists cry and these were hardened seasoned people these were not like oh I just got out of school therapists these are people who had had hundreds if not thousands of people they worked with in their careers and they were very established just break down and that was unhelpful yeah that's uh, (laughs) Um, not a good sign oh yeah and it was the 90s and then early 2000s neuroscience hadn't caught up astrology was it and so yeah. i think it behooves us as teachers and instructors of metaphysical studies to step out of our ego and give the information that's going to help people move forward and um, I think I finally found the best way to describe myself. I've had, I've had a hard time. Like, how do I describe myself? And um, the other day when I passionately wrote that free article on Patreon, if you guys haven't checked that out, make sure you do. Anybody can read that. Um, I describe myself as the astrologer who translates the astrology into actionable steps. You know, practical applications. So... I economize the language for the benefit of the student. I'm going to make a, um, not only is there the live recording, and I've sent this out to the students already, but I'll make a little slideshow presentation that goes with the workbook. And of course, the people who have already taken the workshop. Don't worry, you get that. But I'll have it up for sale in the Patreon store, because we do have a store on Patreon now. Patreon has changed things up. Um, I think it's now visible on the app. But speaking of Patreon, which, by the way, thank you, Casey, I don't take those compliments for granted. She has a Capricorn moon. She'll let me know if it sucks. Uh, <laughs> that's why I have her edit my stuff. She doesn't say that. She'll be like, have you considered this language? <laughs> She's careful, but um, but you know, this... Or she'll tell me, this doesn't sound like you. you mm-hmm. know? And I, I appreciate that. That's That's what I want in an editor. And we can thank Mrs. Nancy Wilson, who... Was my journalism teacher back at Gladstone High School in Gladstone, Oregon. Nancy Wilson, if you're listening, I have thanked you and everything I've ever published um, out in actually physical books because you taught me that not every word is precious. And you taught <laughs> me the economy of language and the power of words and taught me how to write to a column inch. And yeah. that is a skill. And man in fact in college they made me de-economize my language because Mm -hmm. they'd be like well it needs to be longer i'm like why i said everything i needed to say and they'd be like well it's got to be this i'm like so you just want me to fill it with fluff is that it
1: and that's why yeah yeah." that's why it Mm -hmm. works well for me to be a screenwriter because i am so economical with my language that's kind Mm -hmm. of you know, that's how screenwriting goes. So it was really funny when I right. had that realization about myself. I was like, oh, that's where I belong.
0: Right? <laughs> right. Whereas, you know, a novelist might have, you know, um, Scorpio in that third house or Pisces or Taurus or um, maybe Libra, you know, be a mm-hmm. little more poetic with that language. Gemini could be, I, I don't know. You know, that would be maybe more educational writing i mean it depends on the person and all the other placements don't come at me listeners i'm just postulating
1: yeah yeah okay
0: let's give a thank you to our new patrons we've got Alyssa, brandy Kristen, yodel i think i'm saying your name wrong right if i'm not tell me in coffee with lori of course that'll have to be the next one i hate see i'm always i record this on sundays usually and it's saturday so Uh, Bethany, Jessica, Rosemary, Dallas, Jade, Bay, Michelle, Ellie, Sarah, Irene, Mike, C, Juliana, Marguerite. Another Marguerite? There's two of them. That's cool. Uh, You know what? Before I read the rest, I knew a Marguerite when I was a little girl. She owned a cafe at Seal Rock, Oregon, and she made the best pie on the planet the best and she was beautiful she had the darkest black hair and it was in a very stylish beehive, it was the 70s and she wore the prettiest red lipstick and she flirted with my grandpa but not inappropriately (laughs) he did not flirt back, we used to go he and I used to go Kristen, another one and we've got Paula and Christy. Thank you guys. I would love more people to sign up for Patreon. We've got more cool stuff coming up. I'll be putting out part two of this podcast to patrons. Uh, this week, it'll come out uh, Monday afternoon. So if you're listening to this in the morning, you, this afternoon, you'll get your full moon episode where I walk you through the houses and to explain what's going to happen to all of you. <laughs> Where well, your <Yeah>. feet is. <sighs> yeah. So put your matches away, guys. It doesn't mean it's bad on an individual level. There's a lot of power to this one. And if you're ready to break free, to break out, to let loose, kick up your heels and individuate... This is amazing. It's a great, great, uh, full moon. What do I think is going to happen for the government shutdown when I look at this full moon? I set the chart now. I did a little ticky talky. Um, I didn't say a whole lot, you know. I wrote captions. Make sure you always read my captions because it's hard to speak in 60 second sound bites. It is, it's um usually takes me like five or six takes i don't think people realize how much time it takes to make a short little video um but let me see oh you just had one go viral didn't you uh viral
1: i think would be you know maybe a little much it did it did well like i was surprised considering how what it was pretty basic video you know but you never know what is going to take off
0: well you know the definition of viral is more than your normal viewers Mm. so it doesn't have to have like a cap it's not like oh it got 300,000 views and that's viral if you normally get like a thousand views and you Mm -hmm. get 5,000 views that's still viral
1: yeah yeah it is relative so So viral for me Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah gotta push you up gotta lift you up girl All right, I'm gonna look at the chart here So, I set the chart for DC because we are on the eve of of the shutdown. They have to have this figured out by September 30th. The full moon happens on the 29th. Full moons do reveal. But the fact that this full moon is in Aries, this is kind of every man for themselves. Every woman for their... This is... This is not... Hey, let's hold hands and sing a song together. This is the energy. This is. Um, there can only be one. <laughs> this is the Highlander man. Um, <laughs> as I have Queen playing in my head, um, <laughs> it—it's the Gen Xers will know, and the kids of Gen Xers will know. Um, But yeah, this is, it's very interesting when I look at this chart, because we also have Neptune retrograde in that seventh house. And so not only do I think a deal may not, I, I think there's a backdoor deal in the making but I think we've got a lot of people ratting everybody out. I, it, you know how they squabble? The GOP has just basically turned into the annoying kids you used to have in class who were obnoxious and disruptive and constantly causing problems and then ratting each other out. I don't know if you had to deal with that. I did. I lived in a small town. Um, that's what happens when you drink out of hoses, people. It's just saying. Lead poisoning for everybody. But um, we've got Venus squaring off with Uranus. This does not bode well financially. And we're going to see more celebrity scandal. I'll be, I I bet, I bet to detract away from the fighting in D.C. Because this happens in the early hours of the morning. This is as the day starts in D.C. By the way, the commute's probably going to suck. We might see some real nasty traffic accidents um, on the East Coast this is at the beginning of the commute this could be on a freeway a turnpike a rail tram um it, it could be real surprising what happens but i bet we get a celebrity scandal most of these celebrity scandals have been distractions from everything else I know everybody's disgust uh, is like well, both disgusted and disappointed in Ashton and Mila. But did you really think they were in it? Actually, it's really easy to say you're helping kids. Come on. For those of us who are survivors, that killed um, me. I always I take issue at it because I'm like, why don't you go check your neighbor's house? why don't you do that? You want to think about these elite rings of people smuggling people? Yeah, that happens absolutely, and it's horrendous. But you're looking at the boogeyman instead of Uncle Bob next door. So, or Aunt Judy, you know, whoever these people are. And if that's, if your name is Bob or Judy, I apologize. But um, I'm just making up names. So, I'm not sure we get an agreement. I'm just not, it just does not look like good financial news. There might be a resolution to extend I think we might avoid a government shutdown but I, I think it's robbing Peter to pay Paul and I think that Kevin McCarthy might have to fall on his own sword so he is in his Saturn return by the way that's interesting mm-hmm. yeah I got his chart let me look let me look I know I pulled his chart the other day which is, who is Kevin McCarthy he was born January 26, 1965, in Bakersfield. So, what's fascinating is his Saturn is at three degrees of Pisces. So, Saturn, he's, he's on the retrograde part of that right now. So, he will have the final bit next year because Saturn stations direct in november so it won't be to three degrees probably until what january around his solar return maybe or just before and then he's um just finished his jupiter return because jupiter is not going or no he'll have his jupiter return next year because it's a 16 degree Taurus jupiter in the 12th so he financially benefits from backroom deals Isn't that fun? Um, Aries is in his 11th house. It's also in his 12th, but the full moon happens in his natal 11. Mm. He may lose some friends or find out who his friends really are. Does he have any? I don't know. Does he deserve them? Probably not. Um, But he may be the least problematic... On that side. All 435 seats are up for grabs in in 2024, folks. I know you're all worried about who's going to be president. I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't flip that house, kiss your butt goodbye. The house is essential to hold. So flip it. And don't just fall for the vote blue or vote you know blue no matter who. We've had a lot of Democrats change parties because they know. Vote blue no matter who. No, vet them. Research them. Look into them. Um, oh, wait. He has an early Sag moon though. His moon is at three degrees, so this full moon will be trying his moon. Interesting. I could totally see him having a sedgment in the way he claps off at people. (laughs) You know what? I wonder if he loses his coalition but lawyers his way and maybe saves himself by the hair of his chinny chin chin. I wonder. I wonder. I'm just postulating, guys. This one's hard to predict. Yeah. And I haven't put that much energy into it because I'm honestly more worried about how you make it through because this is political theater. The corporations have owned and bought almost everybody in that place. So, you have to focus on your local and your state elections. It is essential. Stop over-focusing on it. The- we don't have a king. We never have. Never have. We got rid of those things. President is important. But your House of Representatives is exceedingly important, and so is the Senate. You- and you've got to look at your local stuff, your school boards, your water districts. Water districts are essential especially with climate change. So and just wait, you know, we've got Neptune getting ready to move into Aries in 2025, 2026, and there will be fights over water rates, just like there was in the late 1800s. Go look up the sheep and cattle wars that happened in the late 1800s. They don't teach this stuff much anymore they used to teach it when i was a kid um it's all over water and mineral rights and so you need to be involved in that don't think you can't be you don't have to be educated on the matters you can be self-educated on it you don't have to be um an important rich person you can just go bug the hell out of your local officials because you have that right as an american citizen It is your right to address your government. And we don't just sign petitions. You can make calls. You can sign petitions. But you can also show up at public meetings. And that's vital. It's vital. You may not win the day the first time you go. You might be rejected. You might get kicked out of a meeting. You got to keep going back. If you're not involved, you don't have power. The people who show up make the decisions. That's why when people say, well, my union didn't do anything for me. Did you show up to a damn union meeting? Did you show up for a vote? Did you get on there for a debate? Did you offer your opinion? Or did you just be like, oh, it doesn't really matter. Nobody's going to listen to me anyway. Well, good. You just handed your power to somebody else. This Aries full moon, as wild as it is, Offers an excellent chance at individuation, a revealing of self. And if you're handing your agency over to everybody else, well, keep complaining. Alrighty. I think I need to say hi to a little. This one calls me the Moon Lady. I love that I'm called the Moon Lady. Fly me to the moon and let me play among the stars. Let me see what's up with Jupiter and Mars. I love that. I love that. Feeling all jazzy getting called the Moon Lady. And I got to go look in the podcast episodes channel of the Discord. It's Presley. Presley is two and calls me the moon lady. Hi, Presley. How are you today? There's going to be a very pretty full moon that you can see maybe even in the morning, in the daytime next week. You'll have to ask your auntie to show it to you. I love that. The moon lady. When I was a little girl, I was fascinated by the moon because I was born on the day that the men not only landed on the moon in their spaceship but came back. Did you know that if you look up the day you were born and you can see all the different things that happened, you know, and don't just look at the bad things that happened. Look at the good stuff, because for every bad thing that happens, there's a thousand good things that happen. So you can look up, you can ask grownups to help you look up the good stuff that happened, because that kind of energy is inside of you. We call it the astrological weather. You are made of Stardust. And you're made of energy. And so it's really, really important that we tune ourselves to the energy that makes us twinkle like little stars. Right? It's too, too much fun to know how bright we can sparkle. Alrighty. That is my message for the Littles. Have you ever looked up the good stuff that's happened for you, Casey? Or not for you, but on the day you were born? Um, I've looked up what happened on that day. And,
1: you know, unfortunately, because of like, you know, the research, it is mostly the stuff that kind of was big news that day, which was a little bit more
0: intense so look up what good stuff happened on this day. Just add that to your question. Cause that'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there was a lot of volatility in July of 69. You know, <laughs> it wasn't just the moon landing there. There was yeah. a lot of other stuff. Oh, yeah. So, and it wasn't always, you know, there was, there was a lot going on. Yeah. And so, Um, But it's it's important, because I think when we carry the the negative, like my dad, he was born in between Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And imagine not being told any of the good stuff growing up, and you just carry that understanding with you, you know? And for every bad thing, there's a hundred good things.
1: Even if we're looking... Go ahead. One of the main things that happened on mine was the release of hostages. So, I mean, that is oh, like it's kind of a it's kind of a good thing that comes out of a
0: bad situation, mm-hmm. right? Right? So. But that's important. Yeah. But see, that's it. Nothing is all good or all bad. Mhm. You know. There's there's usually it's usually a mixed bag. Absolutely. You know, as Mr. Rogers' mom used to tell him, look for the helpers. Look for the helpers. Alrighty. Let's see. What else was I going to do? Oh, we got astrology Q&A. Astrology Q&A. Astrology Q&A. Here's a good one. This is by Bryson. And they asked... Um, How do you think Venus, Rx and Leo will relate to the 2024-2025 Mars retrograde in Leo and Cancer, especially with Pluto moving from late Capricorn to early Aquarius? Love the podcast. I hope the Venus Mercury retrograde is treating you well because they asked this back in August. We're almost, we have whittled it down. We have 25 questions, guys. That's it from like a (laughs) hundred. That's a lot of questions. So... That's a really good question. Um, You're not wrong to think it relates because energy rings out like a bell. And the the, the Mars retrograde in 2024 happens at the very end of the year. It happens at the end of December. Um, I think it has more to do with climate change. I do. I think it has a lot to do with climate change. Um, I think we'll see Antarctic ice and Arctic ice melt fairly rapidly, and it it does swing, <laughs> it does swing it back into Mars into Cancer because it's very early degrees of Leo. Um, so I don't think it it resonate. I think we might see some celebrity scandal again, um, but <laughs> politically it's kind of big pretty much so yeah um yeah so mars will be in opposition to pluto in december because pluto will re-enter aquarius at the end of november so yeah (laughs) it's a lot we'll be talking about that um in the november year ahead that I do for 2024. You'll notice I haven't called a candidate for the election, and there's a reason for that. Um, I believe the imp- incumbent party wins. I don't think the opposition party wins. But as far as candidacy, I'm not. I'm not sure if Joe makes it. So he might. He might live through the uh, inauguration. He might live. I've talked a little bit about this with patrons. Um, but I don't think people should freak out because we have rules for succession in this country. There's not a power vacuum if the president keels over. You know, and I think people have been over indoctrinated with JFK. You know, people are like, oh, no. You know, and it was kind of like Lyndon B. Johnson became president. There was no power vacuum. It was a tragedy for JFK's family. And it was a tragedy for people in America because it was the first thing, first time a presidential assassination had ever been on TV. McKinley wasn't shown, you know, because it was the 1800s. Um, But as far as the mechanics of our country, it doesn't impact it. you do vote for the vice president I heard a a middle aged white guy who I enjoy I'm not going to give his name but I enjoy his content half the time and he was like well if she becomes president you guys wishing that she wasn't even elected yeah she was okay I I know this dude's a lawyer but uh, he's not a political analyst and here's how the system works when you vote for a vice president or a president vice president ticket you're voting for both of them both of them uh, so, yeah, Kamala was voted for, and she whether you like her policies, don't like her policies, she's just as qualified as any male candidate has ever been or not been, and has the same opportunity to make bad decisions as a president, as every other president who has ever been elected. So um, she she is more than qualified for the position. I find the fact that she is both female and uh, a person of color, that is why people are rejecting her. Um, Because even a lot of the attacks about her policies, when you further investigate them, were actually kind of some hatchet jobs by her own party. Not all of it, but quite a bit of important hatchet jobs. And the Democrats are very good at eating their own. And the press is already trashing her. So I'd like you to keep that in mind. I think she'd honestly do a fair enough job. I want that house secured because the Speaker of the House is then in line after the president of the senate or the senate president pro tem and that would be weirdly enough i just found that out um patty murray from washington state who's not horrendous she's not as bad as maria cantwell um patty murray is at least better you know but she's still a corporate shill um I lived in Washington for a long time. I know she's beloved because she was a mom in tennis shoes, but come on, guys, you still falling for that? Um, but, but she's she's better than some other ones I'm not gonna lie she she has some principles, but you need to you need to flip that house so that's that's what I think about that situation. Um I know that was a really long ramble from that question, but that question actually some really complex astrology (laughs) um let me get to another question and we'll get casey in on the act let me see here some of these i save for the patron only podcast i've got a couple let's see um oh interesting Oh, this is a really good question from Alexandra and this is, um, so I want to know if Saturn is in Aquarius and Uranus is in Capricorn, are the planets in mutual reception, even though Aquarius is in its traditional domicile? I hope I worded that correctly. Thanks, Lori. You did word that correctly. So congratulations, Alexandra. You got the nomenclature, right? And I'm not being, you know, pandering to that. I am impressed. Thank you. Uh, The answer is yes. They are in mutual reception on modern rules. And they aren't in traditional rules. It's both it's both they talk to each other they speak each other's language let's put it that way because in the traditional anyway Uranus isn't there Uranus does not exist in traditional you don't use Uranus traditionally traditional goes up to Saturn anybody claiming to be a Hellenist astrologer using asteroids and outer planets is full of shit and doesn't know what they're talking about and I'm just going to be a plain speaker about that you can't you can't mix and match stuff and say you're an expert you got it you got to be able to come at it with with some actual (laughs) academic knowledge so yes they are in mutual reception because Uranus wouldn't be there otherwise what's your take Casey
1: I mean you didn't even need me for that one (laughs) I know but it was just like I had I had to yeah I mean it's yeah I agree that you know if you're, you're. quote-unquote traditional astrologer and you're using non-traditional planets that's a little bit weird
0: don't you think yeah (laughs) to (laughs) say the least if 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 they could see my face i'm 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 grinning because i want to cause mischief but i'm holding back Mm. i'm holding back i'm holding back from saying (laughs) further disparaging comments i'm being good casey (laughs)
1: it's so funny too because we get on these rants and the things that bug us about kind of less uh educated versions of astrology a little bit more mix and match and i think Mm -hmm. that people that aren't astrologers like what are you like on about (laughs)
0: right exactly I know we probably come off really really bitchy to people who don't have the it's like you're like yes but they're desecrating astrology and people are they like are. Oh, it's not that big a deal and it's like it is a big deal, it um, a big one of the reasons, deal. yeah it's a huge deal because it, it muddies the waters you know and it makes um, more
1: work for us to teach what yeah. we want to share because we're yes. I think a lot of the time that we have to kind of undo A lot of this other stuff that is kind of in that muddy water and we're like no we Mm -hmm. can clear all this muck before we can even kind of say what we have to say because there's so much misconception and misinformation
0: it's why I I just block other astrologers it's why I just block other astrologers Um, not all if somebody's pretty good or decent I don't block them but I saw this woman the other day I kid you not Going off about October 4th, and um, she was like, oh my god, this day, this day is the wildest chart I've ever seen. And I'm like, have you not looked at 2020 charts? Have you not looked at 2025? Have you not looked at 2030? Are you kidding me? October 4th of 2023 is by far not the weirdest chart I've ever seen. So anyway... Um, pardon me pardon me it's so good you're here because I would be worse if you were not (laughs) but let's look up October 4th shall we Casey Yeah, the day of the national emergency alert system on our cell phones that has conspiracy theorists all over the country telling you your brain's gonna get mushed by frequencies these people like, you can't make this stuff up. It's probably the rapture also. Oh, God. Would the rapture actually happen and get rid of these? <laughs> I know. Please. I would love that. Leave us alone. That's exactly yeah. what I said when I my mom told me about
1: the, the latest rapture date. And I was like, great. Have a good trip. Yeah.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Say hi to Jesus for us. <laughs> so, I'm... <sighs> What, what, what is it about it's at this 2 20, part? 2.22pm which I'm like, okay, who in the government thought that was funny? Yeah, You know somebody did that just to be a dick. They're like, hey, let's screw with the conspiracy theorists because they're going to be conspiring anyway. Why don't we just make this super fun? <laughs> you know somebody picked 2.22. I think it's actually at 2pm. I don't think it's actually at 2.22. Let me look at the real date. Now, by the way, uh, TV all over the country used to do this as a test. This is a test of the emergency broadcasting service mm-hmm. at the same time all over the place. This is not a new concept. It's actually past time that they had one for cell phones. We have Amber alerts. We have other things. But having emergency alerts nationwide is a good idea. All right. Let me look up the time, Casey. Let's see. But talk about the chart while I do this. Talk to to the guests.
1: (laughs) They're like, I don't know you. You're not my mom. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm the babysitter that's been left in charge. Um, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, I don't know. The moon is is trying Mars. Is that supposed to be, like, sexy? Um, You know, I mean, the moon is making some interesting aspects. I'm, I'm not... I'm not seeing off the top of my head, like what the big deal is.
0: It's at 2.20 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday. Uh, So it's not. So first of all, it's 2.20 p.m. Eastern, uh which is 11.20 a.m. Pacific. So it's not it, it. People, you have to get time zones. It's not the same time everywhere all at the same time. That was my problem with the rapture. They're like, it starts at 12 a.m. (laughs) Like, Where? (laughs) Oh, facts. (laughs) Facts and details. (laughs) Just so crazy. (laughs) But yeah, so 2.20 p.m., 11.20 a.m. Pacific. Oh, I got it. Do I have it still set for the East Coast? I do. I'll just put it to that. So 2.20... I still So first of all BIMBO which is not her username was like 222. No, it's 220. It's 220. That's funny. Let's not. People just you know, say that's...
1: shit online. I mean that's the thing mm-hmm. is that you really especially with astrology because because astrology is a subject that a lot of people think they know a lot about and a lot, there aren't enough people that have a level of expertise to be like hey this is bullshit that there are so many people that, I, I mean, I actually, I was talking to you today. I saw somebody, I, I saw a quote unquote astrologer talking about their Chiron and cancer, which I also have because we were, we're probably close in age. Um, <laughs> and we're talking about how they, they were like crying and they were like talking about how having um, your Chiron and cancer is so difficult because it's, you know, your earliest caretakers mm. and... Cry it was
0: it, it was, just it was a talking. lot I'll give you a sound <laughs> it
1: was just uh, for people that don't know Chiron I mean it just really set a bad tone and it's like well I'm having a day where I'm dealing with my Chiron issues I'm like that's not how it fucking works <laughs>
0: No, not at all. And that's why we taught the little Chiron workshop um, yeah. in Planet it's, of the Month Club.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's egregious. Yeah. So, And you see people doing things like mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, you know, it doesn't help people to get what they can get out of astrology to see somebody who is claiming to be an astrologer sitting in their car crying about their Chiron issues. Like, that's just not a thing. You just, who who doesn't have that family issues? More. Yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. really? Really? How many of us mm-hmm. raise your hand if you have some issues with your family? And I would say most of us do. Some of our most complicated relationships in life are the people that we, you know, grow up around. You know, it's I have not met just
0: no one without some form of trauma.
1: Exactly. Because so I'm like, you there, know,
0: there's not one person who hasn't been traumatized in some mm-hmm. way, shape, or other. And trying to play comparative trauma is a bullshit
1: move. Yeah.
0: Children, children, if you're listening, do not use the words I'm using. Well, well and also too. just
1: to to rel to uh I don't know, just I'm watching somebody kind of bathe in their in their own pain and making it astrological and as if that's like part of what we do in astrology and it's just it's it was, it's
0: make it fit astrology and it's self indulgent. It was very self indulgent. If you're yeah, if you're claiming to be an astrologer, we have always been the counsel to kings. We have always been the councils to the the wealthy that's who could afford us that was also whose birth times were being recorded their birthdays. if you were poor your birthday wasn't even recorded there's people who live in developing nations to this date who do not know what day they were born because guess what it's not important either culturally or they don't own anything and so having it recorded makes no legal sense okay um that's just and this goes way back this goes back pre-western europe domination okay this goes back to mesopotamia that's one of my professors (laughs) used to call it um yeah there's a lot of self-indulgence and and we have to step back from our own personal issues and stop trying to make crap fit Mm -hmm. there's verifiable astrological process and so if people think we're being mean when we're correcting other people's bad astrology and it's very funny cuz the young people who had no exposure to the real deal all they've had is the social media crap yeah and and again I'm I'm not a content creator who talks about astrology I'm an astrologer who tries to make social media content sometimes mm-hmm. successfully sometimes not um and there is a difference. And yes, we gatekeep certain information. There's a reason because it can be misused. Gatekeeping like that. is sometimes a good thing.
1: Like that. With Chiron, I was like, you know, that's not even something that's like gatekept. That is just that's already out there and people are doing this kind of thing with it, you know. It's I
0: blame it, I blame I blame some of the books from the 90s on that. I really do. Yeah, they sensationalized it. And you have to remember if a major publishing house Or a publishing house chooses a book they don't choose it based off merit they choose it off marketability Mm -hmm. always I don't care when so just understand that that all traditional publishing is based off marketability yeah
1: and that's the other thing is that you know in terms of publishing right like again astrology is so specialized that I would imagine that a lot of, like, edit- editors and publishers, you know, they don't, they're not, they're tracking the, you know, the validity of what's being published, you know. So just because something is in a book doesn't mean that it's accurate.
0: Yeah, some of the publishers from back in the day, um, like, when Chiron was really being written about in the 90s and stuff, these were through astrological or metaphysical publishing houses. <laughs> um there was a lot of upon the buttocks <laughs> of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, especially with the Pluto in Leo crowd having kind of been running the show, they did not take constructive debate very well. Mm-hmm. Ask me how I know. <laughs> um, some do. Like Robert Hand is wonderful. He'll have a wonderful and rousing academic Debate, a proper debate, not an argument but a debate. But a lot of these people were ego head cases. And so uh, not uh, Alan Oaken, not really. I mean, he was pretty good about I I never debated him. You know, I asked him questions and he answered. But um his stuff isn't that inflammatory, to be honest. He's he's pretty academic in it. But there mm-hmm. were some, there were some who had very thin skins. And especially when it came to the Chiron work, there was there was this acting like they were an expert on the matter, when it honestly had only been in her consciousness about twenty years. It, we hadn't had enough time to ob- observe, and when some young astrologers would bring that up, um, I was grinning, by the way, the <laughs> indicating that was me, the young astrologer. Um, we were lambasted for you know how dare we you know question our elders instead of like I just wanted to have a conversation about it you know so that's kind of why we have the delusion that we have is there was a whole lot of ego raging from the Pluto and Leo folk um, the need to be an expert and not all because I studied under some damn good ones um but that would be why. That was horrible. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. That that person. I, I'm glad I did not see that video. Because if I see it. I don't know that I can hold myself back today.
1: Yeah. I just went ahead and blocked. Because I was like. That was good. Uh-uh. That was no. Good. No, 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 no.
0: Right? Okay, so this question, oh, this is cute, from Alexandra again. (laughs) Alexandra, you're asking great questions. Um, I heard you say something about Libra moons running in your maternal line and even down to your daughter. So cool! I noticed that my mother has the moon phase before mine. My natal moon phase is new, and my daughter has the moon phase after mine. Is there significant here? What's it mean? Thank you always. Wow, that's really interesting. I know moon phases have been up on deck. I. I'm not going to be able to answer that fully because I don't put a ton of emphasis on the phase of the moon Um, but that doesn't mean it isn't important. Okay. Some people just dive a little deeper there than I do and you'd be like, but wait, Laura, you're a Cancerian. Yeah. And I'm focusing on other stuff. Um, But that is fascinating because when I think about it (sighs) Let me look at my mom's chart what are your thoughts on it casey there's no wrong answer here by the way yeah. um not not in my mind i think it's exploratory yeah i'm
1: uh, it's not something that i really look at when i'm reading a chart i've looked at the moon phase that i was born during but i honestly i haven't really explored it that much but it is it is a very interesting thing to to look at
0: mm-hmm. what yeah. do you know
1: it... what moon phase were you born under Last quarter. Nice.
0: Cause I'm a square.
1: Right, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's see.
1: I'm a waxing crescent yes. baby.
0: Oh there you go. Let's see. What is mom's? I'm trying to see if mom's is trying mom's is trying. Crescent She would be in the um, I have to go look I'm not looking on my like fancy software So I can't just I have to calculate those But it's interesting So my mom's is before mine. And I think mine is before my daughter's. But my mom's also in an earlier degree, because she's a three degree Gemini and a four degree Libra Moon. hmm And I'm a 21 degree Libra Moon, which squares with my son. And my daughter... is... Uh, waxing gibbous. Come on, let me look. I have to look. Fascinating. And I don't know, I don't know exactly what my grandmother's was. I'd have to like recalculate it because we don't know what time she was born. So. We don't really know, I mean, we'd have a good idea of where that Libra moon was. I just know that the moon was firmly in Libra from my grandmother. So, but we don't have a birth time. I have her date and her place, but not the time. Um But let's see. Let me see. Yeah, Sarah would be a waxing crescent.
1: Nice. Me too. Oh,
0: there we go. Yeah. Oh, very fascinating. Fascinating. But yeah, um I don't think it works like clockwork. I don't. Um in all cases you know cuz again my daughter and i have almost the same degree it's like a like 50 minutes off so she was my lunar return baby um i i don't know that it would be, it would be interesting to look at if you do have patterns and if there is a strong family pattern that's being addressed them, there may be something to that but I'd be really, really careful with making things prescriptive and you have to be really careful with family patterns and talking about them. And I can tell you why like I look and sound like my grandmother who was she died really young. she was thirty six. My mom was eight when she passed. I grew up hearing, oh, you're just like your grandmother. but nobody said a lot of nice things about her. My mom didn't did. I mean my mom's few memories, her mother was like, queen, you know, but um, other people would always just bring up, oh, you're feisty like your grandmother or you're really ornery like your grandmother um, She's a bit of a spitfire a bit of a spitfire and looking at her pictures, probably also a Scorpio rising, I would <laughs> bet um, and of course if she, with a Libra moon would have been all for justice but the it was terrifying when I got to be about 36, because I had been so compared to my grandmother, that I wasn't sure if I was going to live to 40. You know, so when you lay the family pattern down, and you talk about that narrative in front of kids, or um, even y- your adult children, you have to be, remember, we, our life is built of story. So I wouldn't lay the pattern. And, and, and I'm afraid I did a little bit of that when I was raising my kids. I, I, I think I overemphasized breaking the family patterns in front of them. Um, I don't think that helped my kids. You know, to be completely transparent. I mean, it, its I don't think it's wrong for us to look back and be a little self-critical sometimes. Not beating myself up. I could only do what I could do. But I don't know that it helps our young people build forward when we're constantly reminding them of the shackles. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, Casey?
1: Yeah, I think it can be easy to get lost in, like, the concept of family patterns, you know, and, like, that we're just kind of doomed to repeat the things that our family, Mm -hmm. you know, has a history of. And... Mm -hmm. I feel like we're just in a time period where we have so much more access to information and resources and, you know, hopefully support that we don't really have to be so beholden to those family patterns. And obviously, like we get we're you say all the time, we're never gonna, we're never gonna fix it all completely in our lifetime. And, no, you know, in that sense, like, yeah. it's not all on our shoulders, but you know, over, over associating. Trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But it's so easy yeah. to over associate with, you know, just our family in general to identify with yeah. them and good reasons and bad reasons. Right. And yet we are all mm-hmm. individuals and we have, you know, varying levels of autonomy. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are, you know, searching for a greater sense of autonomy. So I try not to put too much stock in them. Obviously, family patterns are a thing, but you know, I don't. I try not to weigh them too heavily. I try to be pretty light about things, and you know, but yeah. I'm, I'm the, I'm the black sheep. So there's that.
0: <laughs> Indeed. Well, I feel that. <laughs> All right, we're gonna do one more question. Um... I'm gonna save that one for Patreon. Hang on, let me. I want when Casey and I can discuss. Um, Let's see. Okay, let me. Oh my god, they're almost similar. It's really funny. I'm trying to get through here. Okay, um, Emily's asking. I read a piece recently in the New York Times about somebody trying to hack their solar return by traveling to another place for their solar return recommended by an astrologer. What are your thoughts on this, Casey? What have I taught you about this? Do you remember?
1: I mean, I know it's a thing. I don't. I don't remember off the top of my head all we've discussed. Yeah, if you
0: can do it, that's that's what yeah, I remember. Absolutely. I didn't want to blow up your spot right no no you blow it up because you show my work because you are you are the product of my yeah
1: this is yeah (laughs) i mean you can do that you can do that
0: absolutely any return (laughs) yeah any return if you have a sucky return and you have the ability to travel somewhere better for it absolutely absolutely but i am gonna caution don't try it if you don't have a lot of information. If you just read a blog post or you went to mm-hmm. AstroSeek or you went on to, yeah. there's a website you can look up, you know, what does it mean? Those are incomplete answers. You have a yeah. very individualized answer. So if you don't really know what you're doing, have fun with it. If you're going mm-hmm. to have the hubris to jump, you know, um, I will tell a client if I think they need to be elsewhere.
1: Yeah and i think that the average person looking at a return is not going to be able to sit and determine what's you know beneficial and worth getting out of town for necessarily i think most people when they come to astrology early on there's certain houses that are scary or you know whatever they they're attributing it to and you know this is a malefic aspect yeah, that was my first thought. I was like thinking, I'm just imagining people going and be like, 8th house return. I'm going to go to Bora Bora to get away." Yeah, and I just, yeah, I don't think that that's a good idea because I think that the average person is not going to be able to make that determination.
0: No, which is why... and they also wouldn't. Yeah, they wouldn't know okay. what. It's not just the house placement. There's a whole exactly. lot to it. But yeah, yeah. that's I what like I see. House I solar see. Return
1: yeah i see people watering Mm -hmm. it down and freaking themselves out with as they do with many Mm -hmm. things so don't do that well that's because they also
0: (laughs) believe the planets are making things happen yeah which is an extension of deity worship where there's a sky daddy or or an earth mummy directing Mm -hmm. traffic instead of you using your actual freaking brain that you were granted that's what i think about
1: yeah hellenistic astrology well, has always kind yeah. of struck me that way because i do feel like people that uh, only kind of know oh well there's you know these this mythology that's associated with this planet like i feel like that kind of conjures that that energy of like we are just little peons here on earth and the gods are playing around with us and i mean that's kind of it's it's the same thing you're doing the same thing with planets instead of you know
0: zeus yeah, yeah. And why would you want to listen to petty mythology? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I don't get. I didn't get it even as a young person. I was like, "That's petty." It is. If that thing is more powerful than me, why is it pettier? Yeah, and I and I why I just... am I not supposed to be petty if it gets to be petty? How fair mm-hmm. is that? So I, I, there's a bunch of BS, and I think it, it dec- discredits it discredits the entire field of astrology and it even comes out of some like mainstream like academic astrological work because people haven't questioned their freaking belief systems and haven't mm-hmm. deconstructed they haven't taken the time and I uh, granted not everybody's stuck on an island for 16 years and has nothing else to do with their life um but you know hey privileged me um yeah, but you've got to stop looking at now the sun and moon can be causal but more from a physics perspective you know it might be harder to manage your consciousness during a crunchier lunar transit just because you're learning mastery. Mastery doesn't mean you're perfect at it it means you're learning um, but it, it discredits the entire system of astrology when people are either making it fit or Leaning into the, you know, this thing is so much bigger than me. I have no agency. You know, oh, yeah. it's 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 basically submission kink. Mm-hmm.
1: It is, and 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 to freak freak yourself out, and it's just funny to me mm-hmm. because the reason that I, I came to astrology was because it felt like liberation from that once I understood what yeah. was actually going on, and so it, that's why it's so frustrating to see people do that because they're doing. They're using the tool in, in the opposite way that I would advise mm-hmm. to use it. And in fact, if that's kind of where you're at and you're not able to kind of get out of the negativity with it or the, you know, the universe is punishing me or the gods are punishing me kind of mentality, I would honestly say, just leave the astrology alone. If that's if that's yeah. really what you're, you want to do with it, I would say maybe it's not for you.
0: Yeah. Step away. Step away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah because it it can be so damaging yes emotionally and and psychologically to look at things in that way Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm working on it I'm working on getting better stuff out there
1: yeah that's I mean and that's why I think I feel so strongly about what we are trying to do and what you are trying to do with your Mm -hmm. platform is Mm -hmm. you know use it for what it can be used for and help people kind of find their own agency exactly Mm
0: -hmm. well and why i trained you guys while be doing you know you guys are exemplary examples of my work you know (laughs) i get so many compliments from your clients um i'll get beautiful messages i try to share them with you guys as you know Mm -hmm. um because i think you guys need that bolster because it can be hard when you're trying to do something, and then there's all this noise out there in the world. Like, there, I guess there's this guy who calls himself an alchemical astrologer, and I keep getting asked about him. And he's <laughs> like, I've created this new form of astrology, it's alchemy. And I'm like, look, okay. you idiot. Once <laughs> again, a white guy who refuses to actually do any research or study says he's come up with something new. And I'm like, do you realize the astrological symbols are alchemical symbols? They're not ancient. The Babylonians did not use these symbols. The sun is the only consistent symbol, and the moon; those yeah. two, through from that carried over. But if you look at the astrological tablets from Babylon, Sumer, um, ancient Persia, they're not notated the way we notate astrology. We've only been using these symbols as they are. Since the fifteen hundreds, sixteen hundreds. Why? Alch- alchemy. They're alchemical <laughs> symbols. So mm-hmm. this guy making his bold claims, and people ask me about him all the time. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention his name because I don't want you to watch him. And don't take me in his videos. I blocked him a long time ago because I think he's a cur. Look it up if you don't know what the word means. He's a scurvy cur, is what he is. Um And I hope somebody does send him this because he's an irresponsible schmuck who doesn't know what he's talking about. He even said Placidus isn't a good system. And I'm like, oh, Oh, that's because you can't do math, sir. Yeah.
1: Too hard. Too hard. Too hard to understand.
0: I'm a widow, baby. Can't understand a Placidus. And I'm not making fun of you guys who are learning. I'm making fun of somebody who's claiming to be an expert. If you are claiming to be an expert and you don't understand it because you didn't put in the time and study, don't disparage a system. And of course, he doesn't want to debate anybody because he's (laughs) chicken. And I love how fragile men are. (laughs) But they have the bald audacity to make claims that have zero veracity, which means no truth. So if you want to leave a comment, you can just say Astro Laurie thinks he's full of shit. And uh, that would be funny because I've blocked it. <laughs> Take me all you want, but I'm not going to see it because um, he's he's full of crap. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And he has the ad- accuracy of a nudibranch. And I'm sorry to nudibranchs about that. Oh, Casey, Casey, you didn't stop me. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> she likes it when I go off. I know. I was just enjoying it. Oh my god. So we've got that full moon coming up next week. Um, September just leads into a wild October. I think we'll see strikes continue uh, pretty much into Scorpio season. Uh, Scorpio season they might resolve. We might see a resolution with the October 14th eclipse. I'll talk a little bit about that on next week's podcast. Um... Happy Libra season. Yes. So, yeah, I think that's about it. I think that's all we've got. I'll do uh, part 2 We'll be out this afternoon, Monday, the 25th of September. Can you believe it? It's wild. It's wild. At the end of the month.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I will say I have reading availability Mm -hmm. in October. So if you're looking to get a reading... And you're listening with myself or Jen or Mackenzie. Mm-hmm. We are Absolutely. booking.
0: They are booking, and they are out- outstanding. And you can save 150 bucks. on your readings with them when you use your patreon code it is linked up in the crunch reports so that is september's code uh it's really not going to change for november we're going to stick at that 150 off uh so make sure you book with them because they do book up like they go through waves so there'll be times where Mm -hmm. they have you know it's a little slower than others but you've been you've been really really booked You've been a busy girl. I've go. been busy.
1: Yeah, I've been really busy. So I'm looking forward to having a little bit of time to make some more content. I'm still working on mm-hmm. season two of my podcast. So more stuff coming.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. As always, it's a pleasure. And uh, yes, do book with Casey, Mackenzie, and Jennifer because... They are outstanding. And I don't just say that because I train them. They, they have taken their own individual astrology balls and are running with them and just doing beautifully. I couldn't be more proud. All righty. This has been the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. I'm Lori Rivers with you. And it is always my pleasure to give you inspiration to help you with your aspirations.